Hey there, welcome to the League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. I'm Shanaz. I'm here with my friend Brooksy. He's gloating. He's glowing. He's waited a long time for this podcast. I've tried to avoid it at every stop that I could. I've been busy with my kid, busy working, busy with Shark Cast, busy recording an album. Nothing is good enough for Brooks for me to get out of this doing this podcast. I'm going to be a man and I'm going to right here. Just give it to me, Brooksy. Go. Mate. You said nine o'clock. I've, I've been waiting since 9am. I thought you meant 9am. And I've been, I've been, been listening to some tunes, getting ready for it. And now look at you. I can see you over the FaceTime. Look at you, Shaz. You, you are glowing. I am, a, I am a desperate, drunk man is what I am. I'm gone. I'm done. I'm out. Uh, no amount of uh, cucumber eye patches or lavender moisturizer could make me glow like this schnaz it's been obviously <laughs> a interesting week for some um it's great to see some teams get on the board with a win and some tries if anything but schnaz i thought i'd start the show with a joke really i don't think we've done any jokes in a sh- in the show before but okay. i thought i'd start off with a joke okay so bear with me you go knock, knock. who might be there <laughs> Owen. Owen whom? Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. You really have been waiting since 9am to do that, haven't you? Ah, yes. Well, Schnaz, you predicted it last time. I did. We got on the microphones. I did. An impressive win from the Dragons, although it... It seemed a bit shaky at times, but <laughs> let's. Let, I want to go to your thoughts first, mate. Sure. Obviously, uh, sure. It is always tough losing a derby. It's easy to talk about a win, but I wanted to hear your thoughts of it. What, we haven't spoken about it. What do you think of the the loss? Uh, from a shark's point of view, it's just nowhere near good enough, and it was perfectly displayed in that performance against the Dragons. It's a cliche, but you've got to live for those games, and they didn't. They had everything to play for. They're now 1-4. and They've now got speculation about their coach and overpaid players. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a bit of a madhouse down there at the moment, so big week coming up for them. But Dragons played smart footy. They played tough foot, footy. I thought they just out-enthused us. I, didn't, I wasn't blown away by the Dragons' performance. I just thought that you... Turned up to play, you completed really well, you did the simple stuff, you kicked to the corners, you chased well, and that's all you need to do a lot of the time in this in this league, and I think some teams like mine don't really get it. Yeah, it happened against us a couple of times, against the Bulldogs and the Warriors, where they just really completed their sets, good kicking game, good chasing, mm. just, you know, just going back to basics, and I think the Dragons did that after a pretty terrible week. We saw some great performances from some much maligned players. Uh, Matt Dufty was involved in a lot of uh, the Dragons' attack. It was great to see him pretty pretty much solidify the number one position. And also Ben Hunt off the bench. I think that Hunt-McInnes combination could be good going forward, Schnaz. He got 130 metres out of McInnes. I think he still made 40-odd tackles. Ben Hunt was... You know, in the middle of the park, just being able to see in front, see what's in front of him, and go with that rather than the the structured play that we've seen from the Dragons in the first four weeks. But 
I, I think I've, I think we've seen the worst of the dragons. I think they've sort of found a combination, and hey, they might not win more than they lose, but I think mm. we've we've definitely seen the worst of them from what I saw on Sunday. Well, I hope for your case that's that's true. I don't know that you've turned a corner just given the team that you played, but you can only play who you're given. So there's no complaints from my end. Like you won yeah. fair and square, you played good, tough footy, and you're right. If you keep doing that with that lineup, you'll win some more games than lose. You hope. I I think the only thing with Ben Hunt is everyone talks about the money he's on, which is absolutely a subject, but he's a good little player and. He's the sort of player that doesn't really deal with, too well with pressure. When you let him just do his own thing, he's pretty handy. And he showed that on the weekend. He showed a bit of passion. And, yeah, I, I think the lineup was pretty good. Like, Zach Lomax looked decent to me. I've never really watched him overly closely, but but he looked pretty good. And, yeah, it was it was the performance you had to have. So, you know, I, I it was tough to watch, I'll tell you that. Yeah, the, I think with looking at your team, Shnaz the Sharkies, like you can see there's still a lot of growth to be made and there's still, like, their, Fafita was coming back from an injury. It seems like his knee's given him issues. I think kept him out of the Indigenous All-Stars game and now he's missed a couple of games off the back of a break, of, of a long break. Yeah. Mate, you've had Moylan in and out of the side. Um, you've had a bit of... Uh, I guess the halves combinations been mixed up over the last few weeks due to injury. It just would be good, I guess, from your perspective to probably see your top 17 on the park. We saw John um, John Morris after the game talking about your salary cap situation leading into the season where you yep. had to lose Matt Pryor, lose Josh Morris, or let Josh Morris go. You had Bronson Sherry. It hasn't been a the best of starts. So yeah. one in four is probably reflective of what's been going on at the club, right? Yeah, it is. But they were in the first three games they played, particularly against Melbourne and South. They should have won those games. They're, yeah. they're not as bad as a team as what they've shown in the well in the last week. And when you're under pressure from the press and the fans and the members, you just have to get it right. And they got it horribly wrong. So there are reasons why they're under pressure at the moment. The thing, Brooksy, with the top 17 is no one can tell you what their best 17 is because no one really knows what to do with the halves because you got Moylan, you got Johnson, you got Chad. Moylan's not a great yeah. fullback, so a lot of us don't want him to play there. So then who do you play at fullback? Well, you got Josh Dugan. Well, he's probably a better center than he is fullback. He could do fullback, but he's very, you know, he's got, yeah. a, he's got a worn body that's not young anymore. It's not ideal. Will Kennedy doesn't really cut the mustard at the moment. Uh, yeah. And Big Andy Fafita's not traveling too well. So there are a lot of things going on with that top 17. And it's a bit of a jigsaw puzzle, as I as I often refer to it, for Morris. And I, I thought when he came under pressure after the Cow- Cowboys' wins, so they won it up there against yeah. the Cowboys. That's when the pressure started. I thought that was a bit weird. And that's where he was a bit surprised by everything as well. And he sort of came out firing in the press conference after the Dragons' loss and was ready to go. And he, he, he listed a number of things. But end of the day, they're not getting the best performances out of those p- players on the field. So they need to get yeah. a move on if they want to be relevant in 2020, that's for sure. 
It was a bizarre week, wasn't it? I remember watching the Maddie Johns podcast and Maddie was talking about his uh, relationship with Eddie Jones mm. and talking about how he loves league. And then uh, <laughs> Saturday night, there's rumours that yeah. uh, Eddie Jones and Cronulla, there's some sort of interest there. And then you hear tonight on 360, Kenty sort of talking about a potential Paul Green uh coaching job like coming down for the coaching job at Cronulla like it's crazy like I think I think it would be delusional for Cronulla to sort of say that their situations need or they need a a new coach after what's gone on with the player personnel on the last over the last 12 months what what do you think Schnaz like as a Sharkies fan and somewhat on the peripheral of the bubble (laughs) I'm on the edge of the bubble I, I do uh I do feel for Morris in that, you know, you could write a soap opera. It is a soap opera about what's happened since he came in. And I'm not going to go through the whole list because we'll be here all night. But so that's a bunch of reasons, not excuses, but reasons why things are how they are. The flip side is his team is one and four. So members, fans, sponsors, board members, which is, you know, hint, hint. They want results, and if they're not going to get them, they might start looking elsewhere. And, you know, it's been referred to in the last few weeks about Shane Flanagan coming home, which is a very strong rumour. The Eddie Jones one came out of left field. I did not hear anything about that before it broke. The Paul Green one I've heard before. He's one of our favourite sons. Uh, I think played four or five seasons with us in the John Lang era, was a tremendous player, and I wouldn't rule that one out either. Eddie Jones, I, I don't know much about that story, except I do believe he's a very, very big rugby league fanatic. So, Yeah. Well, it would be interesting. And there was another... I was ca- catching a bit of the content tonight on Fox. And Matt Cooper on NRL Tonight with Matty Russell and Megan Barner. How's he looking? And Cooper's... Uh, yeah, he's, he's all right. He's got a trip planned up the Queensland coach, which he kept mentioning on... That's weird. <laughs> During the cross, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they got him on for Dragons talk rather than a getaway segment. <laughs> but um, he, he stated that um, it's pretty much, he believes, a sure thing that Flano's taking over Mary in 2022. So, right. Now, and it makes sense, doesn't it? When does Mary's contract end? End of 21. So gotcha. he re-signed for two years, 2020-21. So yeah. with Shepard there and with Flano there, yeah, and with Mary not like probably being, uh, oh, Mary not being sacked after the emergency board meeting, and it, I guess you can put two and two together and, and see that once Flano's suspension's done, he's going to uh, be leading the Red V. Look, I would have thought that was a given, but uh, I can tell you that I've heard a lot of strong rumours that he wants to come back to Cronulla and, you know, John Morris's contract ends at the end of 2021 as well. So I'll leave that one with you. And there we go. I I will also tell you that if father comes home, I've led to believe son will come home too at some point. Interesting. Well, that's a, that's a good segue, Shnaz. So let's go to Cole Flanagan and his Sydney Roosters. Woo. Mate, weren't they impressive last night? Yeah, and 
Yeah. Fun, Flano's settling in though, Schnaz. I I thought I think you might find it hard to prime from uh, oh, Nick's grip. the The only reason he, the only reason he come home is if Papa comes home. I got to stress that. Yeah, well, of course, but I think you look at the the Roosters' performance last night. Why would you want to leave? Just, I, I agree completely. They're, they're looking so good. They've looked great the last two games, albeit it's been against the Broncos and the Dogs, but. That, uh, and James Tedesco's performance, Shaz, uh, it was like laughable at some stages off the scrums, like the way they were getting through. BMOS down the right, like they're just looking so fluid. Uh, they're great to watch. We talked about Radley last week. Oh. Crichton's back to his best. He's had, He's got a double-double over the past two weeks. He's back to that 2017 Crichton that we came to love. But yeah, yeah impressive fe- performance. Was that one of the best performances you've seen this season? Yeah, and the thing I loved about it and that I'm extremely jealous about is the fact that they went for 80 minutes. Like, if you watch as closely as what you and I do to the games because of our work, they're competing on every play until the bell goes. Jake Friend, who's one of the older players, he's still hustling in the 78th, 79th minute for a try, which I, they got. Uh, I'm going to give a tip yep. to all of our punters out there. And if you're not a punter, just stay away because I don't re- want to be responsible <laughs> for losing money. But I, I've got to tell you, that, responsibility. <laughs> young young Kyle, anytime try scorer is going to make you some money every now and then. So get on that one. But uh, uh, brilliant team to watch. It's my belief they're going to do the three-peat. But, and I've thought yeah. that since last year. And when they signed Kyle, I didn't, didn't shake that. I think that Kyle's quite obviously going to fit in really well. I, I found it really funny to see everyone on Twitter blowing up at the Cronulla fans and sorry, the Cronulla fans blowing up saying, how do we let him go? It's like, well, we did like get over it. It's not, it's not, it's not a subject. I don't want to hear about it. It, it happened. And, uh, he was always going to too be... busy giving Bronson peptides. Hey, hey, whoa, whoa. First of all, Bronson I'm did joking. not take peptides. I'm joking. It's and that's Derby a very, week. I'm just... Yeah, Derby week's over. That's a very serious subject. Bronson's not doing too well, man. Not too well. So. I, mate, I know. I'm, I, yeah, cut that out. No, leave it. I'm Whatever. not cutting anything no, out. It's... The, roost, the, roosters, uh, the, no. roosters, the roosters are going really well, man, and I'd be really surprised. Yeah. Uh, even without Tedesco, they put 59 on Brisbane. So they're doing nice things and, and yeah. Just, <laughs> they are doing nice things. Tedesco is the best in the world. There's no doubt about that. And you know how you actually know that they're doing nice things? When you're watching the Fox League coverage, you can hear the rooster going, every time they score a try. It's amazing. So I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of the sound effects, and I'll, yeah. you know, I'll say that as someone who works for the company and someone who's friends with the guy who helps the guy do the audio. But I got to say, <laughs> every time I hear that rooster crow, I get pretty happy. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, there's some. I like. I, it was great hearing the dragons on for the first time in. <laughs> Since March on the weekend, but I didn't mind the Sharkies, the the Jaws, the. Da, 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 da. Yeah. What's your favourite one? The Rooster. The Other Rooster. The sharks on, rooster, or... definitely. I love it. Just something about a rooster crowing is very funny. Yeah, I I just wish the Bulldogs one was who let the dogs out. <laughs> just something. Now, what did you? Yeah, uh, it was what, a great. What, what did you make of uh, the other Premiership favourites, the Parramatta Eels? 
<laughs> today, Junior. <laughs> I don't know if that was the lag or just you, <laughs> but um, what was your question? I, I don't, I don't know what's so funny about that. I said, what did you make of the other Premiership <laughs> favourite? <laughs> no, you cut out over the stream, and it sort of just went. Dude, what did you? What did you? What did you? What, what, what did you? <laughs> the old remix. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think um, my belong uh, reception. I think I got to pay my belong bill. Well, you're coming. Sorry. You're coming along pretty um, good, so I apologise about that. But yeah, we had the yeah. Panthers no, no, no. and the Eels, and that was yeah. a pretty good game. The Wonga Blake, the Wonga Blake revenge game, Shnaz. Yeah, I love them. I love when a former player, and you had Regan Campbell Gillard there. He was good. Former players going up against the, the team that they they made a name for themselves, and I believe the Panthers did let Blake go because of the man that was marking him, Stephen Crichton. So it was Ooh. a bit of a, I think a bit of a, a showing to the Panthers that hey, you let me go, and he it was that it was that ten minute period, wasn't it, Chaz, where they went back yeah. to back to back. They, they, they look like they had the game won, even though it was, what, 10-0. It, it looked like enough. They were defending really well. Mm. Yeah. And I believe the Panthers were uh, trolling Nathan Cleary on his conversions with the music that was in the TikTok video. <laughs> I, don't, don't quote me on it, but and I'm not a TikTok fan, nor <laughs> do I know what the kids are listening to these days. But I believe it was... The same song. So if anyone knows, let us know. Um, I, I mean, I think the Sharkies are playing uh, Cronulla soon, right? If you, if <laughs> you, better soon, right? If you think back to that infamous TikTok video, yeah, and how stupid Cleary. I'm going to get the right Cleary this time. Nathan Cleary looks <laughs> like he's going to have to if live you squint, with that. He looks like Ivan. That's right. He's going to have to live with that forever. And, yeah. yeah, apparently the five fans that were let in on the weekend were razzing him during the kicks. Mate, if you go back on my MySpace page, you'll see a similar sort of video of me circa 2004 um, <laughs> trying to rap to a Jurassic 5 song. So, <laughs> like, hey, we've all got our demons in the closet, Shaz. So, yeah, I look, please don't go back. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but it was a good game. I think it was a it was five and zero now for the Eels. Sets up a salivating battle this week against the Roosters too. Shaz. You got a few yep. ex Roosters yep. uh, in that Eels team. Blake Ferguson, who's played well, and Ryan Madison. Mm, come good. Is it? I, I think Brad Fittler would have been um, watching Ryan Madison's performances over the past three weeks. He's been outstanding as a lot of the commentators would say. And so too is Nathan Brown. Oh, the two forwards that are on the New South Nathan Wales Brown. radar. I love Nathan Brown yeah. so much. I love watching him play. So of the two Nathan Browns, like yes. if they, they could nearly start a Nathan Brown Hall of Fame in sport and particular NRL. Yeah. Is, has he overtaken Nathan Brown of Dragons uh, uh, fame yet? I feel like he has more talent, but I feel like... Your Nathan Brown is a bit more infamous. Yeah. He, he hasn't um, slapped Trent Barrett yet, so <laughs> what did we great, get there? He could have after the game. What a Who great knows? moment. What a great moment in time that was. Oh, One of the best. Yeah, but, yeah, 
It was it was a good game. Unfortunately for the Panthers, they're losing your ex boy Kurt Capewell for ten weeks. No, yeah, that's a bummer. Um, MCL injury. Panthers going through a few injuries and suspensions themselves to start the year. Where have you got? Are they pretty much sitting like true to their form at the moment, Schnaz? Like, yeah, I think so. Just... I think they're just a bit below the top four teams, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely finals bound, and there's a lot to like about them. I like the fact that they're so young, but yeah. they're living up to the the potential, and their forwards look like they're doing something this year. And yeah. I just think there's a there's something about them this year that was missing last year. I don't know what it is, but they've fixed it up, and maybe it's the new Volandis, you know, style of football that's suiting them. I'm not sure, but they're they're heading yeah. to the finals. I would think, yeah. Well, a team that's been pretty much finals football bound since uh, well, since uh, Chris Anderson left has uh, been the Storm <laughs> Schnaz. Yeah, uh, they knocked over the Knights up at the Sunny Coast with a pretty, pretty solid start to that game. They just ran the Knights off the park from the get go, and I think it was all due to the fact there are, you know, he, I can't believe he's thirty six. Really, Cameron Smith. He, I, I, I've got two years on him. It's just surprising. <laughs> if you put a split screen on this, you would think he's clearly the older one. You would. You would. Mate, he, he, he is in scintillating form. Another yeah. outstanding performer of yeah. the league. Yeah, I, I was. What uh, you make of it? I, I was looking forward to that game a lot. I worked on it pretty closely, and I thought both teams came out of it pretty good. Newcastle had a good second half, and they showed that they won't, you know, they won't back down, and they and they they just came came up against a better team. I thought the storm started so well. Cameron Smith, Munster looked good. They're a very, yeah. very, very well-rounded team, like most Melbourne teams are year by year, and they will also go very close to. If they're not going to be in the grand final against the Roosters, they'll be they'll be thereabouts. And I actually enjoy watching them play. I think that they're they're a bit underrated for their attack. Their attack is really good to watch, and uh, you know, our old friend Craig Bellamy up there in the sheds never lets us down. But I, I think that the Knights. Night's second half showed me a lot. It showed me that they, yeah. they're, they're not going to give up on the fight. And they, they lost the game, but, you know, it's a simple game. Someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. They lost, but they'll be back. And I, I, I like the way the Knights are headed. I do. They were resilient in the second half, Shnaz. And mm. I, like, that's probably previous Knights teams go down, uh, it, it, you know, go down pretty heavily yeah. in that sort of a game. But they stuck strong. I thought uh, their younger guys that have come through over the past few years, Daniel Safidi was really good. I thought he led from the front well for them. Uh, we also, you, you know, that Ponga's still dangerous with his running game. Bradman Best looks great. He does, yeah. He, he just, he's like another try this week too, Shnaz. So I think that's five since the return for him. Uh, he's just, he's killing it. Uh, yeah, they're getting, they're getting players back uh, over the next few weeks. I think Adam O'Brien's got to be happy. Like he, he, even though it's a loss, he still gets some signs there. I think that's a, the thing. If you're going to play finals footy and yeah. you're going to get 18 points put on you pretty quickly, 
You, they were in, they were in with a chance there. I think it was eighteen twelve at one stage, and yeah. they got a, a dicey dicey penalty against David Clemmer, uh, running into his ex teammate Dale Finucane, um, which got the lead out to eight. And it could have been it, that could have come back and been you know the Knights Knights ball off that. But yeah, it's it. I think there's signs there that the Knights are growing and developing, and and you know we we saw today. Another boost for the team with uh, Kalen Ponga re-signing, extending his uh, contract. So, yep. you know they've got this. They've got this team. They've got Frizz coming next year. They've yep. got the young guys locked in. You've got Braley, Best, Daniel Safidi locked in up until twenty twenty two. I think you got Frizz, Clemmer, Barnett to twenty three. Ponga now twenty four. They're seeing their window print being open over the next three to four years. So yeah, for sure. I, it was a massive contract. What do you think of the deal? Four years, four and a half million for Ponga. Yeah, if he stays injury free, I got no issue with it. He's he's a yeah. he's a match winner, and he's only going to get better. I, I'm not one of those people that you know gets annoyed at the constant commentary that you know they talk about Brad. Uh, they talk about uh, Ponga all the time on, for example, on our network and. I don't get annoyed yeah. by that, but I also sort of don't think he's at that level yet, but he's definitely going to be there, and he's great to watch. Some of those cutout passes the last two weeks have just been mind-blowing, and yeah, I think you had to make the move. You had to you had to lock him up, otherwise someone else would, and I think you're 100% yeah. right about that window opening, man. I think that Clemmer and Frizzell really excites me a lot. I think Clemmer's lifted so much since he's gone there away from the dogs, and... Yeah. With a new young coach who looks pretty good so far, I'd be pretty excited if I was a Knights fan. Yeah, I think their problem in the past um, under Brownie, and not necessarily his issue, but uh, his problem, but the defence has been pretty leaky up there. We've seen, you know, well, didn't you, your boys put 62 on him one day and Val scored like a thousand tries? Yeah. yeah. And you just can't yeah. see that happening with this team. Like, there's no way that teams are going to be able to put that sort of, that's those sort of scores on them. I wouldn't have thought uh, so. And, and so, yeah, I, I think, I, I personally think it's a great deal. He's uh, someone on and off the field that performs. He's marketable. He never says no to interviews. Yeah. He's just, I don't know, he's just a solid, solid human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To put it put it simply, yeah. But that um, night storm wasn't the only game up on the sunny coast last week. We saw a fun one: cows and the warriors. Woo, a lot of points. And speaking of speaking of Val, the cows, another loss, another injury. Uh, did his did his ankle uh, during the first half? You can see him hobbling around. You just thought there was no way he was continuing the way he was hobbling on it. But what's the uh, prognosis uh, there? Uh, negative. Uh, no, it's. Uh, well done. I think it's one to one to two weeks. One okay. For the Seinfeld fans. Okay. That's not too um, bad. But yeah, the, this you've got Morgan out at the moment. Schnaz. The yeah. team, you know, your boys uh, did a number on him up in Townsville. Come yeah. down, the Warriors. Warriors put some points on him too. I, I, I can't. Uh, I can't judge them, Brooksy, until I see Morgan and and Valentine together. In all honesty, like I just think that. Two, two really gifted players. They're brothers-in-law. Yeah. They've got that connection. They've been waiting a long time for this moment. And I really think that when they're both fit and firing, they'll be a top eight team. So I, I'm not going to judge them until I see them together, in all honesty. So you, so you don't think they're in trouble? You don't think you think they can... Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just salvage. Saying, I'm just saying I can't really get too upset about them if those two guys aren't in the team. It's like, well... 
it's hard to judge them on that, you know? Yeah. I just thought it was a bit like it's interesting to see a team like the Warriors who have who've been held scoreless twice this year um, to for them to put a, a crazy like what, 35? 37 points 37? 37 points on the cows wait you're looking at the numbers too. Look, I'm not the stats guy here. I was a stats guy, but <laughs> that's I mean, another Tamalolo story. Made, Tamalolo made 50 tackles in that game, Schnaz. They only yeah, got 120 odd meters out of him. That's genius. Like that, like I don't know if it's Kearney's tactic, but like you take that running game out, you make him tackle. Like I don't know, it seemed like a good ploy. That's and phenomenal. Yeah. The cows. The cows got to do something with that right side defense. It just seems like you, you know, you saw um, Ramian and Mulatano rip it, rip them a new one, yeah. uh, for lack of better words, last week. And again, the Warriors getting some success down there. Peter Hicku got a hat trick as well. What about that? God, it, it's it's crazy. What do you think of the cows' debut on um, Hamaso to Bulai Fado? Yeah, I was pretty excited to see him play after that exciting ninth tournament he had. And yeah. he looks like he hasn't, you know, it looks like he's still got that in his game. So, um, yeah, I want to see him play some more, but why not? I think I think that, I think from what I've seen of Paul Green's coaching, he's not afraid to throw in some of these kids, which I don't mind. So, yeah, if he's if he's ready to go, throw him in. Yeah, he looks, looks pretty raw, but like a yeah. good raw. Like yeah. he just... Yeah. He's quick. He's he's got not a bad pass on him. He's no Matt Dufty, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure he hasn't played his last. Uh, <laughs> Matt Dufty. Uh, he's he's so hot right now. No, um, well, no, yeah. you look good. You're only as good as your last good, game, Brooksy. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Well, I guess you know the the storm and the cowboys flying around. Uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, doesn't it, Schnaz, that uh, Peter Volandis is uh, looking at potentially purchasing a private jet for teams to use. What about that? <laughs> wow. I mean, uh, we talked about uh, the Eddie Jones. We talked about the Eddie Jones story. This one came out of left, left, left field, left tarmac oh, somewhere. The left and, hanger. The left hanger. Yeah. The left hanger. And 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 what a what a genius move. I mean, he's going to cut costs and. Imagine all the fun you have up on that uh, on that party plane, man. I believe they're renaming the new airport the Badgeries Creek in <laughs> honour so. <laughs> of the, of what he's done. Uh, take, <laughs> I, but um, Dan Talentire from the Tigers was saying uh, they're going to land it on the Volanding trip. That was a good one. <laughs> um, I like I like Volufthansa as a potential name of the airline. <laughs> But mate, it is it is crazy. I, I love it. Tell, I love his. Um, tell me, tell like, me. He's got a bit of Hank Scorpio about him, doesn't he? Oh, he, like, he gives. He gives what did I think of that? He gives zero. Yeah. You know what, man? He, he's a man of his of his own being. Yeah. Tell me how it's going to work, Brooksy, because I haven't read up on it as crazy as that is to say. But uh, is there going to be one plane, and they just do the draw where the plane can be in use? like for every opportunity needed or will some teams still need to fly commercial? Like, how's it going to work? I think it's just a, it's basically just looking at a long-term gain of purchasing a plane. Like can, yeah, can teams utilize it? So if the team's got a, a, like, you know, a a game interstate, for instance, they're, 
they'll work the draw out so that that plane can be available for certain teams right. to fly in and out right. Right. of cities instead of flying commercial. Um, but also, like, sponsors can use the plane. Uh, NRL, the NRL can use it. So it's sort of like an experience in itself. It probably gives, um, you know, companies... Um, what, about, uh, what about statisticians? Multi-billionaires. Uh, I, I think statisticians will be uh, still on Jetstar. Okay. Um, if, if um, or at the hub. If you joke for you guys. What I love from the Riccio article, I believe, it was um, the quote from Volandi saying, we could look at offsetting some of the costs by leasing it to the A-League or super rugby teams or companies or other interested parties. <laughs> like, how good is that? Like, he's just like, you know, the, um, I don't, I don't the think they can afford that. The isn't flying in summer. Um, uh, Melbourne, Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne City. I heard you're going to Wellington. Um, <laughs> the next Voluftanza is leaving at eight thirty-seven from uh, Tullamarine Airport. <laughs> well, uh, just for a sneaky ten grand. Oh, it's in, ten it's, grand is probably unders, but it's impressive. It's really impressive. In all, and, in all truths, it's impressive. But I, there was an awesome. Um, part of the story down the bottom that the Cowboys were looking to buy a plane 10 years ago. Right. And there were some quotes from Peter Parr saying it was going to be like a 20-year investment, but we get corporates and sponsors on there, but we couldn't justify it. Right. But I was thinking, remember, um, didn't, didn't your boys charter a plane up to um, oh, Townsville? We sure did. We sure did. And I think, yeah, it was a... You had, you had the likes of Brendan Cowell Brendan Cowell and Buzz <laughs> Rothfield in, in seats 1A and 1B. And we lost, uh, what was the score, Brooksy? Was it 40? Was it 39 nil? 39 nil. That sounds about right. So, like that. Um, there's a few number plates up in Townsville with 39 nil <laughs> after that one. Uh, but, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting story. I thought it was, I thought we'd sneak in, um, uh, Wollongong Pete stories week to week. You know, he's one of the greatest people to come out of Wollongong yeah. um, with I Michael did... Bolt and um, Wayne Gardner. I, I but, did not know yeah, that's he, where he was from. He's from the Gong. He's one of us, baby. He's, yeah, born and bred. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, maybe you can bring the Steelers back. I don't know. We'll see. That would be... Wouldn't that be one of uh, Volandis' biggest achievements if you could do that? I'm sure, I'm sure St. George fans would be happy with that. Well, look, I, I don't know why we're not talking about it in a serious way. Like, why can't the Steelers come back? There's a lot of coast down there, and you can't tell me that the St. George Club really <laughs> makes the most of it, can you? No. No, we've, we've lost a few juniors, and I think we were talking about that last week. So we've got to stay positive with the Dragons. It's been a, it's been a good week. Yeah. There hasn't been, there's, only, there's only been uh, 90 videos on Instagram about St. George fans wanting to, uh, hey, Illawarra, sho shove your socks up your ass. There is actually a video on that. Why are, they, why are they so angry? I don't, I don't oh, get no. it. Why are they so angry? Anyway, is it is it alcohol? Anyway. Is it is it alcohol affecting the brain? What is it? I don't get it. Yeah, but pro uh, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call right, out. Stay, stay yeah, positive. Group, be... stay anyway, I'm let's sorry. go to another fan base that has some interesting fans. The Bunnies. Oh, they, they do. They really do. Weren't <laughs> <laughs> we love? Wasn't them. the bar the fifty odd strong Burrow at uh, Bankwest was loving that return to the winners' circle? Latrell Walker was. 
Latrell. Latrell, 32 to 12 against the Titans, who were brought back to reality after their first oh, win boy. in 364 days. <laughs> um, Cody Walker back looked good. Latrell yep. benefited from that. But is is this the start of a Rabido's run? No, I think they've got a soft draw. Uh, I, I think th- the Sharkies are in there somewhere. Yeah, I think <laughs> no, that it's a sorry. bit. I think it's a bit too early to say it's a comeback. I I, I want to see a bit more, yeah. as you say, against a better opposition. But they look really good. Latrell had three try assists, a career high for him, and he looks like he's you know getting back to the form we want him to see him in. And yeah, Cody Walker's an outstanding player. Reynolds just guides him around. It's early days yet, but but it was a good sign for sure. Yeah, I think I think they look good. If you look at their draw over the next few weeks, Naz, I think you'll you might be chalking up more chalking up more wins and losses. But they're definitely one to watch. I think their forward pack is the key, though. I think they've lost a lot out of their forwards with Sam Burgess's retirement. Um, Damian Cook hasn't really been the Damian Cook that we've seen over the past few uh, seasons. I think he'll benefit from Cody Walker being back. We saw so many tries last year being that Walker-Cook combination. I remember up at um, the Sunny Coast doing a game, Walker scored four tries. Damien Cook was blitzing it out at dummy half. I think once he settles into the new rules, um, gets everyone back, Luttrell's firing, Cody's back, Reynolds, like the focus is off him in the halves. Yeah, I think you'll see them um, see them benefit and get some wins in the win column. Titans, not so, yeah. not really much to say there other than, you know, a bit, bit of a back to reality sort of situation for them. Uh, they've, yeah, I think, I think the good thing, like at least Ash Taylor's sort of, you know, back. I think, and I'm not not playing his best, but he's back. He's looking like the man he once was. And Jamal Fogarty's sort of a good combination there. I know there's probably only one or two Titans fans listening to this podcast, but I thought I'd give them a shout-out. I like that. Like, the halves, they could, they're not the best halves in the comp. Yeah. They're probably more in the bottom half in, yeah. in terms of combinations. But I think that's something that it can sort of... Jamal Fogarty set up both the tries on the weekend. He's sort of settling into NRL nicely. I think that's something to keep an eye on for Titans fans. I think if they can shore up that defence, if they can, if yeah, they work on their defence, then I, I really think that they can definitely compete with the bottom half of the competition and, and compete well. But if you keep leaking those points, it's, it's not going to happen. They're still, like, seriously, it's hard to say, but it's... They're still a season away from being a season away. Like it's like, yeah, yeah. They've they've got so many bits and pieces. Like, yeah. One one of the worst signings, and I'm, I'm so like, just because he was so good before he went there, I thought he was like borderline origin, and he went to the Titans, and he sort of just a shadow. It's Shannon Boyd, and he's been rumored to go back to Canberra now. They invested a lot of money in Boyd. They've invested a lot of money in Wallace, who's not in the 17. They're I, losing Jai Arrow to Souths next I, year. Like, yeah. i got to tell you, Brooks, I, I think that the NRL coaching staff and, and especially the salary cap guys need to start, or the recruitment guys, need to start listening and watching what happens in the NFL because there are debates every day about what a position is worth and what a player is worth. So... You yeah. look at you look at Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings, the mighty Minnesota Vikings, <laughs> one of the best running backs in the game. You'd agree with that. 
He's young. Yeah. He's fresh. He's ready to go. A little bit injury prone. He at the moment uh, is in a bit of a contract negotiation with the franchise, and he's asking for a lot of money. And I think they'll pay it, and I think he deserves it. But we all know that you can buy someone who's probably 70% as good as him for one, you know, for $10 million less, to be honest. Yeah. And yeah. I, and my point, sorry, is Shannon Boyd. <laughs> yeah, well, Shannon Boyd. So yeah. <laughs> I went into this great, <laughs> this great thing about the Minnesota Vikings, man. Uh, Shannon Boyd. It was like, it was like watching um, some uh, Sydney to Hobart there, Shannon. You were tacking, you were tacking east for about 100 k's. And I was waiting for that wind to push you south. I'm back. I'm back. Coming. I'm back on track. You're back, yeah, yeah. Shannon Boyd You're making good was, was, was really good with the Raiders and, and hard to yeah. stop in that, especially in that breakout year. Yeah. But he, let alone... I would say 99% of props are not worth the money they paid for him. I'm, I'm yeah. extremely sorry for anyone who thinks that they are worth that. And when I say worth, I'm talking about in salary cap. I'm not talking about, yeah. like, of course, some of them should earn as much money as they can. I'm not trying to deny someone their income. But a yeah. guy like Shannon Boyd should not be in your top two or three highest paid players. No way, man. Yeah. No way. They, that's, that's where they made that mistake. They went bang, bang. They went... Boyd and Wallace, I, I remember it being relatively close. I was down in Canberra for a game, and we were t- it was Raiders-Titans, and we were talking about how the Titans had just signed Boyd, and then Wallace was actually going up to Newcastle, I think, that week to talk to the Knights. Right. And then he ended up, because his um, family settled, he's a, he's a runaway Bay junior, or he's up from the northern side of the Goldie, and so he stayed up there, but they forked out five to six hundred grand for pretty much both these guys. And I, I believe, like they got a combined twenty-five minutes out of them with um, Boyd off the bench and Wallace not even in the team last week. You just can't, and and we've seen it with different teams. You just can't have those. Oh look, they both no, none of them played. Boyd or Wallace didn't play last week. Right. And when he so has that's, that's when he when issue. he has it is an issue. And when he has played, he hasn't been great. Look, they okay. weren't they weren't to know that the game was going to change so dramatically because of the COVID break and then Volandi's coming yeah. in with all these new rules. They weren't to know that. So that's that's okay that they have those guys in their team. But at no point, particularly with Shannon Boyd, can you risk you know, wrapping up so much money of your salary cap into one player yeah. like that. I mean He's a hit him up barge guy. He's a big boy, but I can get someone to do that for probably half the price, I would imagine. I'll tell you what, the the jobs of Justin Holbrook and Mel Meninga, uh, <laughs> there's no envy. <laughs> it is it is a tough job. What, what they've got on their hands on the Goldie is a long rebuild. And, you know, they're, they're going to be adding players here and there. They've just done that during the week with... Um, Corey Thompson's gone up there. They signed him to a three-year deal, Schnaz. Uh, probably, I, look, I, maybe one year. He's a great, great serviceman so, so, to the clubs that he's been at, Canterbury, yeah, the Tigers. Yeah, but yeah, he falls I, into I wanna... the he falls into the Michael Gordon category where you're really going to like him and he's going to do a lot of good things, but yeah. he's, he's not going to win you a title. Yeah, yeah, they're. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's good. He's going to be at fullback this week for the Dragons game. 
Okay. Which should be interesting. Um, but yeah, like he, I, I just, I, like after saying all this, I can see the Titans stumping us by 20. Ooh. But look, I, I just, I feel for him. There's like, I, I love the, love seeing the Titans win. I love it when they beat the Broncos. Yeah. It's great to see that. Um, what if- <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't happen too much, but yeah, I think <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be a really tough build for Holbrook and Mao to get this squad in, in the finals footy, Schnaz. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a bit away from that. Hey, what about, we're not name dropping here, except we are. Yeah. <laughs> the insight into our lives last Saturday afternoon, you and I, we were sitting, what, five feet away from Mal, maybe five metres away from Mal. Yeah, it's a, it was a good panel, wasn't it? A great Nick, panel. Cooper Cronk, Mal, yeah. And you enjoy, did you enjoy that little cameo down in the studio? I loved it. I had a great time. Yeah. But how was it watching Mal so close to the Titans game? Like, he would have been a bit squirmish in his Yeah, he, there was some, there was a, there was a few reactions, that's for sure, but um, particularly in that first half where they, the bunnies ran right. But, yeah, it's good seeing the guys, like, sort of, you know, uh, get into it. Like, you know, Mick with the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see, you know, Coop's obviously with the Roosters. Like, he's he's still invested in that team. Like, he spent so much time with them over the past couple of seasons with those young guys. You saw, you know, Teddy in the interview talking after the game last night talking about Coop's and how much he's helped his game. And yeah. that was, you know, they're the sort of guys the Titans need to get. You know, oh. those stars that have oh, yeah. that have been so, like, so successful that yeah. leave a legacy behind with them, leave professionalism behind. I, and I, I think that's a really take some time. That's a really good point, Brooksy. I, I would be investing whatever money I had in getting Holbrook um, some help because I'm, you know, I'm sure that he's, I'm sure he's the guy for the job for now. You know, they've. He's had a good uh, legacy yeah. overseas. He's come here. They've improved a little bit. But imagine if they had an Andrew or a Matt Johns. Imagine if they had a Cooper Cronk. Imagine if they had a Jonathan Thurston. It doesn't have to be like an all-time great, but just, just you know, Brett Kamali, just someone who has that ability to bring out the best. And it could be a forward. It could be a fullback. Someone who's done it all before them. And just bring in a bit of specialized coaching as opposed to whoever's there now, who, with all due respect, probably are not in, in that same category. I think they need that. I I really do. I think all teams need it. You've seen what happens when Kronk's at the Roosters or, you know, Matty or Andrew go coach somewhere else. Mitchell Moses is a prime example this year. He's mm. a 35,000% better player, and it's he's under Andrew John. So um, you said something about Mick Ennis before on the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders had a nice little win. Their defense has been really good, Schnaz. It was that the what was the stat you've got? You've got surely you've got a stat on the Raiders' defense. Uh, not one I can throw at you right now, <laughs> but I'm sure there's one there. They it was a very physical game, which I know we're going to get into, but it it was one of those ones that I had to work on. It was like it wasn't overly fun to work on just because it was so grueling and 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 grinding and kind of close for most of the game. But it was a very physical game. What did you think of that? Yeah, it was physical. I think that's what – is that what Madge wanted, like, out of his team changes? Like, no Benji um, shoring up the defence. Like, yeah. I, I don't – is he vindicated by the team cha- even though he got the loss? No. I, I don't think that 
I don't think so, because A, you had to win that game to be vindicated, and I also, I don't yeah. think dropping Marshall was the right thing. I, I, I think that Marshall still offers that team enough to warrant his spot. I know he had, went through the whole COVID thing, but with kissing the reporter or whatever it was, but uh, he was dropped <laughs> before that. I'm not a huge Josh Reynolds man. You and I have talked about this before. I thought he was decent for them in what was a trying week for him. I don't mind yeah. him at hooker or off the bench. I, I really wouldn't play him as a playmaker half. Uh, and I just thought it was pretty disrespectful to Benji, considering I didn't think he was the problem with the Tigers. Yeah. I think, well, his issues are defensively. Like, we've seen yeah. his attack. Like, yeah. he's, he's yeah. so pivotal for the attack. But I don't know. Like, you, you look at the defensive, like, just having a look at some of the defensive numbers, Shaz, like, their defense was pretty good. Like, Twall had 62 tackles, one missed tackle. Harry Grant made 52. Like, you've got some, like, yes. you've got some big numbers there. They didn't really concede too many line breaks by the look of it. Two line breaks, like, they gave up. You know, gave up two tries, two line breaks. Like you've got to be happy with the performance from Madge. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. rallying it back, but uh, like um, scaling back the the defense. But it's just I don't know. I don't think they're getting. Again, they've got some. They're like the Titans. Yeah, have some names, but yeah. they just don't have the next level names to get them. Oh. So look, I think. Get them success, but I think the defense that, that's where Madge is going. All right, let's if we shore up this defense, yeah, the defense will be able to get us home. Like, I, you know, I, if I we quite, score two more tries, we get 16 14. I you quite, know, like we, I quite like the, the forward pack they've got, and a lot of them are no name guys, but I think that they're they're doing a job for them. I think they're a team that realistically probably are not finals bound, but. If they go onto a run of three or four wins, then maybe they can turn that around. But yeah. they're not a team I really fear. But on their day, they can do things. They're, they're for me, they're like the obvious joke is ninth place, but they're nine to yeah. nine to twelve kind of team. And 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 if they jag a few, maybe they can come eighth. But I just don't think Marshall, even with his defensive issues, I don't think he was the reason they were losing. Yeah. So we'll see how that one goes. But uh, physical game, whoo. Yeah. Well, there's a few things from the Raiders that I noticed. So that was the – so I, I thought you knew the stat, but uh, – so Raiders, fourth time conceding only six points in a game this year. That's Ah, uh, yes, yes, that's yes, yes. pretty impressive. Yes. Um, like, you know, that's going to get you the wins. But also, too, Shaz, a couple of other interesting tidbits. So Ricky's – 400th game as coach. Um, did you see him celebrate with a great Northern can at the end of the game? I did, but I would suggest to you he celebrates every win and every loss in the same way. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was his 400th tinny as well for the season. But no, I because I, as someone who's celebrated by drinking a beer out of a shoe, yeah, I figured like I thought you could rank the celebration. Like, there was a little bit left in the can afterwards, which he poured on his head. No, it was good. Um, it was but, it, it was an 8 out of 10 celebration. It, 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 he, yeah. he gave it a good shake, absolutely. And we also saw at the end of the game on uh, Matty Johns, I think it was. Was it Matty Johns? Sure. No, no, it was, um, it wasn't. Oh, wait, was it? I can't remember. It was Saturday night. 
So it was super Saturday, of course. They all blend into one for me, Schnaz. They do. We saw um, one of the hottest players in the league as well, Jack White. Yeah. He, I think he copped a Joey Leilua hip on a on a tackle, which made him look like the Terminator. Um, what do you think? What do you think? He still looked like it. He, you could see he's still quite an attractive man. I think the ladies would have loved that. Um, that look that Jack was going for. Well, look, I, I am someone who quite publicly has stated that I, you know, have no problem saying that another man is handsome. I've got no problem with that. I've said it, <laughs> I've said it many times on this podcast, on numerous podcasts, and particularly when it comes to footballers. I mean, Blake Braley, that, that's a good-looking kid, you know. Yeah. But... It has got you into trouble with HR in the workplace a couple of times, but oh boy. still, you, you, you telling it how it is, Shaz. That's all good. When Cooper Cronk signed on, they knew what was going to happen. <laughs> I think you got a warning just at the ready. Just waiting, like Mona had the document ready to sign, just like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Have you done it yet? No. We've signed Kronk, the year's morning number one. Um, what I was going to say was Jack White does not do it for me, but I say that with great respect as someone who is not a good-looking man. I say, Jack White, and good luck to you, but not for me, no. Yeah, well, I I was thinking about it too, Schnaz, like seeing his, um, his beautiful blue eye and yeah. then his bloodshot red eye. Yeah. And I was thinking, could we see round six, the first eye patch in NRL history? I, I really yeah. hope we do. I really hope we oh, do. Like, it, you could put a sponsor on it. Like, because obviously he's not looking out of that eye. Like, yeah, I know how peripherals are so important in sport, let alone rugby league, but I think there's an opportunity here for the Raiders. Well, I mean, some... Raiders, Pirates, you know, you get my yeah. drift. Like, this could yeah. be something that a marketing, a, a stroke of marketing, not only have the masks for COVID, but the eye patch for Jack, <laughs> Captain Jack. Could we what have? Do you think so? could, could he play in the mask and the eye patch? That'd be great. I, oh, I, yeah, let's go, mate. Sorry, I've lost my train of thought. Believe it or not, all I keep thinking of is when Kramer wears the eye patch <laughs> and he goes, he goes to shake. Is it? Now I'm testing my memory here. It's the guy with the wig, right? Is that him? Um, Jack. John Lovitz. Yeah, good for you, Jack. Jack. Yeah, he goes to shake his hand and he completely misses it because he's looking out the wrong side of his... Yeah. What I was going to say was, sorry, there are some guys that can only pass with one, you know, pass one side of their body. Well, Jack will go out and play. He just won't be able to see out of one side of his body. Yeah. No, that's... I think that's it. Like, you know, if his eye gets itchy, you can move it over the other eye like Kramer. It was Gary Fogel. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, Jack. Yeah, I, I think, look, yeah, good for you, Jack. It, it sort of works, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's a massive opportunity here for the NRL. We're going global. Let's bring out the eye patch. Um, you know, and, it, and it'll protect the eye from little bumps and hips and pokes and stuff, you know, something, something they could have brought in when Gal was uh, playing Schnaz. Maybe. Maybe that your opposition <laughs> your opposition has to have the eye patch on the same eye or the opposite eye of you. So you're both looking at each other with the same kind of uh, physical limitations. <laughs> I'd love to see goal kickers bring out the eye patch for the shots well, on the sideline. You know, I mean, like just 
someone close to my heart, Sean Johnson. You watch when he takes that kick and he does a little eye. He waves his eye around and then he, you know. There's some great, like, like we've seen in the past, we've seen Wishy with the shaky legs. We've seen Ian Heron turning his back on the goals. We've seen Sean Timmons miss one from in front to win the game. Like what would have been, like you got Mitchell Moses doing the Chubbs-Peterson, it's all on the hips with his goal kicking. <laughs> What else, like what's been who's been your favourite goal kicking uh, oh boy goal boy. kicker of of yesteryear or current boy oh boy I do I I I will say this even when he was the Warriors I do love the Sean Johnson look the post up and down like he's checking out someone at a yeah. nightclub and then he puts the head down and then has a little smile then kicks it I yeah. uh, who was my favourite I don't know I don't know how to answer that There's been a lot There's been a lot but, I only mind the Piggy Riddell. It's going over. It's going yeah, over. Yeah, he was, a, over. he was a character. He was a character. Yeah. He pretty good kicker. No, there's been there's been some good ones. I think I rattled off the top five there, just quickly <laughs> trying to get to the, get to the question. But anyway, so yeah, we spoke about um, Isaac. Oh no, we haven't spoken about Isaac Luke, but let's talk about it now. A few transfers this week. Two. For the Sharkies, mm. one for the Broncos. So you got Bryson Goodwin and Nene McDonald. Watch yeah. me whip, watch me Nene McDonald. And Isaac <laughs> Luke going to the Broncos. Shnaz, what did you think of your boys signing I, I think Nene that, and Bryson? I think it's a good move because their outside backs aren't going too well at the moment and Ronaldo's out for about four or five weeks. I I think that McDonald... Did you receive a red card last week? Or? <laughs> Thank you. I think that... Uh, I think Ronaldo. I think that McDonald's. McDonald's <laughs> just got it. <laughs> I'm rattled. McDonald will be a long-term first grader for us. I think. I think it'll be him and Ronaldo yeah. on the wings. So that's that's something to look forward to. He's he's competent. He's a big body. He's got a bit of sp- a speed. Um, Goodwin is a Sharks junior. He's come back home. He's yeah. a lot a lot older than uh, than Nene. And I think he'll. I actually think he'll play this weekend. He's been named on an extended yeah, right. bench, so he he can also play in the centres as well as the wing. Again, he's he's not going to set the world on fire, but I think he brings a lot of experience, which they don't yeah. have at the moment. And I don't mind the signings. I imagine that Bryson is on nothing and, and Nene is on something pretty honest, so I'm cool with that. Isaac Luke's a bit of a mystery to me. <laughs> How about that, Schnaz? Yeah. Like, you let go of Andrew McCulloch, and then yeah. two weeks later, I think Seabold came out and went, oh, yeah, sometimes you make the wrong decisions. But, like, it sounded like McCulloch wanted game time elsewhere. He saw the situation with Turpin uh, play out, being the number nine for the future, and he was like, look, I still got a lot to give. The Knights sort of came knocking when uh, Jaden did his knee. Yeah. They signed the, they sign off on it, and then just over a week later, Turpin. Does a has a break in his leg, so I think Seabold could have just said, "Cool, you Jet Starsky, you know, like just you know, let us see how it goes. Like you're not necessarily demoted for the rest of the season." Yeah, but yeah, I think I think he could have hold hold Pat there with uh, Andrew McCulloch and just just wrote it out. Like he is a legend of the club, 250 gamer, and he's still um, he's still Isaac pretty Luke, good. Yeah, yeah. Like Isaac Luke has been a great player. He, he's yeah. He sort of reminds me of. I was talking about this guy the other day to someone, former Dragon, former Shark, Jeremy Smith, Kiwi international. 
one of those great grinding players that will go down in history as, you know, a well-regarded player. And Isaac Luke, for me, is like that. Really crafty, great player. But he is getting a little bit yeah. older in the game that they're playing. And I'm just surprised at the amount of movement he's made in the last year or two. And I think it was for family reasons as well that he wanted to yeah. move up there. But it's surprising because, um, I mean... <laughs> Is the fellow that's gone to Newcastle, is is that a one-year deal or is it longer? Because I thought he was going back. Supposedly he has a... Like I heard from Pete Bedell that there is an option for him to come back to the Broncos after this year. So he has the choice. So it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation. And this is the thing with the Broncos. Like we're seeing these... So we saw Ben Teo last week. We've seen McCullough... Like, sorry, we saw McCulloch leave two weeks ago. So Ben Teo signed this week. They've already got quite a few like edge forwards. He was yeah. to bring experience, which McCulloch had. Yeah. Then you see Luke sign, but then you you're hearing stories like Xavier Coates is being. There's interest from Melbourne. Tom Dearden. There's interest for him. There's Herbie Farnworth. Like yeah. these young guys, they're really struggling to keep juniors uh, for, like in in the club. Like they've given an opportunity to a lot over the last few years, but they're like they're sort of going, oh, we need to, to bring in experience, but it could like at the simultaneously lose some of those good juniors that they've brought through. Like they've chopped and changed with Corey Oates, like had him on the wing, then they yeah. brought him in the second row. Now yeah. they've taken him out. There's, there's, I, I'm not. Like I'm concerned for the Broncos. I don't know. Like Seabold seems like he had a plan coming in. Like, there's the chat about Dearden, right? Like, he said he's there long-term. Then he brings Croft in. Like, there's all these yeah. little things that don't make sense to me. And I think the Broncos, you know, with the injuries to Fafida, to Turpin, the Stags that have come along the way, and we've got the Pangai's just getting back from the suspension from earlier this year. Like, it's just, it's been an absolute, like, shit fight, for lack of better words, for the first five games of the season for him. I think Seabold... And I, I've never met the guy. I've never studied about. I've never studied the man. But I think he's the sort of fellow that he was at South Sydney, which is a pretty big club. You know, supporter base wise, legendary wise. But you know, it's not the Brisbane Broncos when it comes to professionalism. I know they've come leaps and bounds ahead, and they're probably top five in professionalism. But they're not the Brisbane Broncos. And I feel like yeah. he's gone back home to Brisbane and probably thought oh, I'm going to run this ship. Like I ran it down there, and I don't know. Like they're, you know, they're bored and they're former greats, and and the what's the what's the club of millionaires? What are they called, Brooksy? The the millionaire club? No, there's the name for them. But anyway, the ponies or something. Oh yeah, yeah, right. I, I yeah, I'll think, go with it. I don't know. I, I just think that it's a different a different yeah. audience he's got, and it's not really working. And it looks like he's making a rash decision every week, and. You know, it probably started with signing Brody Croft, who Melbourne were pretty okay to let go of. Yeah. And, yeah, they've used... You know. Yeah. He's used 25 players in the first five rounds, Shnads. Yeah, that's like, crazy. You start with 17, but they've, you know, through injuries, through suspensions, they've added another eight to that round one team. Uh, yeah, it's... It, 
I, I think they need some sort of stability there. I'm sure it's not doing the the players a world of confidence, like going through like you know different squads, like bringing guys in, moving them positionally. You know, yeah, there's been injuries and suspensions. We've said that, but yeah, he needs to he needs to once they all come back, he needs to stick with it and let them develop because yeah, they've got some young captains in Croft and Carrigan as well. So yeah. and he chose that at the start of the year. Is Croft, uh, is Croft so, a captain? Yep. Wow. Okay. So that's that's the concern with them. I, I hope they can bounce back for the sake of Broncos fans um, mm. and, and the game. You know, it's always good having the Broncos uh, being competitive and we can give it to them. But, yeah, like what we're seeing the last few weeks, they, they look good in the first half against Manly. They gave up that lead. Um, they went down 59-0 to the Roosters two weeks ago. It's... um. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can bounce back. Mate. I, I tell you, who's hoping they bounce back is uh, our our friendly foes at Channel Nine. Jeez. Yeah, they've got and they're opening the round. Schnatz round six against the Newcastle Knights, the Andrew McCulloch revenge game. Oh, I like that. I like we the got, Knights. I like the Knights in this one. Yeah, Tavita Pangai's back for the Broncos. He's a uh, Newcastle junior, so it's a bit of bit of spiciness both from both teams at end of the end of the competition in nineteen eighty eight. It's always a good one. Oh, there you um, go. So yeah, that's that's one of the games to look forward to. Roosters Eels, as we mentioned, whoa, that'd be good. Yeah, so much, so much to go uh, there. We've talked about the former Roosters and the Eels. We've got Teddy and Moses, the former Tigers. Oh, Tigers fans watching this one is just going to be like, oh, my God. We've got Adam Dewey and Luke Brooks. <laughs> what not, about... No, no, but, you know, they could have the... Yeah, 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 yeah. They've yeah. got two... I don't... Not to... It's Adam not Dewey them. was really good last week. No, it's not about it's those just more, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's... Do you remember, like do you remember that, infamous, that infamous day, especially at Fox Sports Stats, when, uh, when Teddy agreed to... Go to the Raiders. Remember that? Yeah, that caused it a few, like, few ruffles. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> what what a sliding doors moment that could have been. Oh boy! So the the Raiders fans probably feel the same way every time I see Teddy light it up, man. Yeah, that like the grand final, like the grand final. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's going to be good. Do you reckon? It, how do you see this one, Shnaz? The Roosters keep crowing, or the Eels go six and zero? Oh man, it's a tough one. The Roosters have got a short turnaround. Yeah, but I, you would have to lean towards the Roosters because they love big games and they just have that star power. But the Eels have done nothing wrong. The six six and zero. Yeah, they're going about their business. Their defense is pretty good. They came back from ten nil down last week. No. I. I really don't know. I, I'm going to say Roosters, but, you know, it would not surprise me to see the Eels jag it by one or two points. Like, it'll be, it'll be tight, I think. I think it'll be tight. I hope it will be. I think it's going a golden point. Yeah, right. I just, like, I, I can't, like, I can't definitively say a team's going to win. Yeah. Um, you know, I've punched it into my um, predictor yep. in my head. Yeah. And I, this one's going over 80 minutes for me. Uh, I... Like thinking, like JWH comes back, Jared Warrior Hargraves comes back. He didn't even play in that Bulldogs game, Shaz. Yeah. So we're going to have an awesome forwards battle. We're going to have a great halves battle. Outside backs, there's, there's try scoring punch all over those two back lines. 
I, I think it's going to either come down to Moses v Flanagan kicking goals Ooh. or a field goal in this one, mate. Uh, I think I, I think we're in for the uh, an absolute classic. I, I will say this as a rugby league fan. I hope that the Eels can live up to the hype this week. And I, I think they can. I think they're in for a really special year. But when you have, sometimes you have these clashes and there's going to be a lot of spotlight on both teams. I think the Roosters can live up to it. They've been doing it for three years now in a row. Like, they're, they're fine. But for the Eels, this is getting into slightly uncharted waters and and they've got a big fan base and a lot of hype behind them. And I hope they live up to it. I think they will. And I think they're a different team from last year. Last year, they might have bowed down a little bit, but I think they'll be out to prove a point. So it should be, should be a classic, man. should be great. Yeah, we've got some interesting ones. We've got Panthers Storm. We've got Tigers Cowboys. We've got Raiders Seagulls. But the two that we're interested in <laughs> as respective fans, Titans Dragons to start Super Saturday. Classic. I think the, dra- the Dragons go 2-0. That, that two, sorry, not 2-0. Oh. God damn, we're not 2-0. Oh. We go 2-4. 2-4. Oh, two, two, and four. two, yeah. and four. two yeah. straight wins for the Dragons. Yeah. If not... Uh, we'll need to do an emergency podcast after that one. If not, sack, sack Mary. Sack Mary. <laughs> and um, your boys yeah. up against the Bulldogs. Another that's classic. A, that's, an in, that's, a, that's a classic. That is, if anything, the one that's the way you finish a round off. Uh, I mean, the Sharkies, um, the Sharkies love nothing more than facing a team that just got beaten by 42 points. They've, they've yeah. shown before that, you know, <laughs> they'll treat them with great respect and come out firing. I'll tell you what, the Canadian Boffins yeah. have done an amazing job with the draw this round, Schnaz. We have 13 v 15 and 14 v 16. All four teams have one win. And there's going to be two fan bases that are going to be happy. Yeah. And there's going to be two fan bases that won't be so happy. So, yeah. look, the, the spoon round robin begins Ooh. this week. Titans, Dragons, Sharks, Bulldogs. So, yeah, something to look forward to. But, yeah, obviously, Para Roosters, the pick of the bunch. It's going to be a fun one, yeah, 7.30 Sunday night. I mean, you, you, you mentioned a few other games that have now got me pretty interested. Penrith Storm, I think, is going to be sneaky good. 3v5, that's and, a good one. And who did you have Manly playing? Canberra. Yeah, that's always been a tasty battle. Well, I mean, they're two Jim. good teams. A few injuries for Manly, Marty Tapao, Sully, uh, Fingers. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it's um, the rugby league gods getting back at John Hopalati um, with Tapao and Suli with finger injuries. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's that's at Campbelltown. So the rate like the Seagulls who are based at pretty much Blacktown now. Well, with we their saw, reserve grade team, that's, a, that that's a home uh, away home game for the Seagulls. So. <laughs> Raiders got to go up the Hume again, so maybe maybe an upset there. But I'm picking Raiders. I'm picking the picking the Green Machine to go five and one this way. Yeah, okay, it should be should be a good one. Where is the Penrith? <laughs> where is the Penrith game at? Campbelltown. Campbelltown's get. We've got we've got three games at Campbelltown. We've got three games at Bankwest. Western Sydney. Go to the grounds outside. Keep your distance. 1.5 to 2 metres. I think we're doing well as a nation. Just go out there. You saw, Did you see some of the Dragons fans? The GST sign was outside Campbelltown on Sunday. <laughs> How could I have missed that, you know? 
And I think the dragons guy, the go, 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 go guy was one of the 50 that got in there because you can hear it from time to time. <laughs> Unless he was at uh, West Lakes Club watching the game. Yeah. Sitting on a jewel of the Nile. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Man, who knows? Yeah. But anyway, big big week this week. This is, um, and it's uh, Benny's for Brain Cancer Round, Schnatz. Excellent. If, Excellent. I know you love a bit of headwear. I do. I've seen you. you I do. I, I, I like the the female beanie this year looks really good, Schnaz. I think it would look good on you. It'll look it's, good on me. It's um, a uh, leopard print, is that right? Yeah, it's leopard, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And it'll be it'll be keep you warm in those uh, cold nights down in the Shire. Oh, they get cold, baby. Uh, those now, southerlies. I have seen them available at my local IGA. And yeah. I think it's a it's one of the one of the definitely negatives about you know not being able to go out to games in the numbers that we are used to is the fact that they will lose some sales on on the beanies, which is obviously for an, a fantastic cause. So we definitely yeah. urge you to seek them out. You can buy them from IGA, I think maybe other retailers, and they definitely can be bought from the Mark Hughes Foundation website. So if you click on there. It's pretty easy to do. You're supporting good cause, and we definitely encourage you to do that. But they are at the local IGA, I can tell you that. Yeah, the website's beanie.markusfoundation.com.au. Yep. And, yes, uh, get on there, buy a beanie. Yeah. Uh, buy one for a loved one. Yeah, they're, they're um, really good beanies too, every yeah. year. Yeah. I, I've got a couple from the last few years, and they they – Cover up this uh, ugly mug very nicely. Nah, you're, you're a good-looking guy, Ross. You don't care, <laughs> Come on, you know, I, I barely get the ears in. They need to, <laughs> they need to get some bigger beanies. I, I, I've seen some ears in my time, and I, I think you're okay. I know you get. I know it's like your your downfall, and I don't want to get too personal on this on this nah, podcast. Good. But they're they're nowhere near what you think they are, and they're yeah. they're part of you. And they, they are. They're part of me. They're part like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, no. You know who's got a. You know who's got a big set of ears. Like I, Adam Driver, the actor. He hides them though. Yeah, he I does. Was watching, he does. I was watching this movie. He had um, Lisa, mum, come stay with me last week. She oh, made Lisa, a yeah. trip up. Trip up from the Jamboree where you control the action. Yeah, and. We were watching a Bateman movie that had Adam Driver and Tina Fey in it. Oh, the it one was, about um, the school. Since I left you or something. Oh, the, they're oh. all the siblings, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Great, yeah. great Adam movie. Driver. Yeah. yeah. He, you, got, you got a pair? He, yeah, but he hides them. He hides them. He's ashamed of them. So everyone get on Adam Driver's social media accounts and well, add him. He, he hides it with his hair him or what are you saying? Yeah, he has the little like bob, like the little yeah, um, what yeah. would you like the Keanu Reeves sort of looking hair. Well, that's that's what you need and, to do. You need to get on that. And get no, he needs to get him out. I'm not saying you need to, but if if you have an issue, then you need to do the Adam Driver. Oh yeah, but I don't know if it's good. Like he was in the military, right? And, yeah. Um, who knows? It could stem from those days where like mate. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Driver, tuck those ears in. You might get them caught on a tripwire like uh, Bubba with his lip. I don't know. But I, I just, I, Adam, if you're listening, I know he is. Now, I don't know. You're probably working on a movie. Um, he was great in Black Klansman. I, I, I really like working actor. on 
He's a great he's actor. Work, yeah, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia right now. Shnaz. He's working on a couple of movies. A Ridley Scott film called The Last Jewel. Okay. Um, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, based on the book The Last Jewel, the true true story of trial by combat in medieval France. Yeah. Um, it's a screenplay written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. Oh, never, they're back. Never heard of them. So that should be good. Damon's in that one. And Annette, he plays Henry McHenry. Where does, Ooh, I don't um, know about that name. Where, where does Goodwill Hunting sit in your favourite films of all time? Is it in your top 10, top 20? No, nah, uh, no. Nah. Really? Yeah, too serious. Let me ask you this question again. Yeah. IMDb, whatever, what are you rating it out of 10? Eight. That's pretty good. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, rec- like, you recognise it's a great film, it's just not one of your favourites. Unf- yeah, but look, I gave The Naked Gun nine, so... You're a flying high guy, I get it. Don't don't go... Yeah, yeah, don't... Yeah. Just no shame with, in that. Anything with Leslie Nielsen starts at nine. That's like, fine. Uh, I, 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 I just, agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like, he just... He's just one of the best comedic actors of all time. And we all know, like, a lot... There's a lot going on with comedy at the moment, Schnaz. There is... Um, being like, like John Cleese is losing shows as we speak. Um, Chris Lilly has oh, totally boy. lost his back catalogue. Little Britain's gone. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, so, I, some comedians I, are losing their stand-ups. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know it's, how it's I feel about It's a tough time to be a comedian these days. I don't know how yeah. I feel about it, to be honest. There's there's right and wrongs in all of it. and Yeah. Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But uh, I was just going to say, like, when I think of Ben Ben Affleck and his little mate, I think of that film and I think it's a really, really, (laughs) really good film, man. Really good. Yeah. I Like, yeah, so I didn't mind The Town with Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah. I liked Argo. Yeah, yeah. There's, when they, the Bournes, I I liked when they split up. Not so much together. I think. I like them together. A bit chummy and a bit like, oh, like, I don't know. I like them together. I, I yeah. like that whole Boston thing and... Uh, uh, Robin, the late Robin Williams was great in it. Too. Oh, just as a, as a script, it's remarkable. It's shot really well. They wrote and yeah. directed it. And I just thought, these two guys know what's going on. And, you know, they've both made interesting calls about films every now and then. But that's, what, that's Hollywood, right? You take the box, you do the big film. It's no good. But, yeah. Good of course, hunting. we've... We've all got like little Nicky and um, don't mess with the Zohan at the bottom of our IMDb pages. <laughs> yeah, we can't, can't, can't pick them all. What, what is what is your favourite film of all time? Flying. Oh God, are you serious? Off the, yeah. it keeps changing. Um, like historically speaking, historically speaking, what's your favourite film of all time? Yeah, but it's it's hard. Like it. it I think it depends on the mood. It depends on how I'm feeling. It you, you always on... um, you always bang on about that Peter Sellers film, the Pink Panther, Pink Panther, or uh, the Party, the Party. You're always I don't know. There's that. so many. The, yeah. I, the Party's pretty good. That's and that's possibly one that could be off shelves pretty quickly <laughs> because he does play a um, East Indian. Yeah. Right. Uh, in that, uh, yeah, but um, I don't know. It's a tough one. God, you've got me there. There's just so many. I don't have a distinctive favourite. Like, okay. you know, Leslie Nielsen movies. There's yep. plenty of Jim Carrey. There's um, Sw- How Good Swingers. Love oh, Swingers. 
Um, yeah. Love the Guy Ritchie movies. You know, I, I, I'm not the sort of person. I love a laugh. Uh, don't really the serious ones don't really get me. I like a few Tarantino movies. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a tough one, Schnaz. I'll, you'll have to get back to me on that one. Okay. But is there anything album wise? Ooh. Movies, TV shows that you've Ooh. seen uh, over the last week that have tickled your fancy. Oh. That, um, some of the listeners who have stayed on this long, thank you very much. <laughs> hey, we're still um, uh, we're still weeks weeks it? shorter than last week's episodes. So we're doing alright. <laughs> I think that episode's still going. <laughs> uh, TV. I watched the remaining episodes of the show I last talked about with you called Run, and I think it's really good. I think oh, you yeah. should watch it. Run. It's on the yep. Foxtel. It's short episodes. I, I do recommend that. So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, musically, oh gosh, 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 gosh. Music. I'm nothing really new. At, oh, yeah. Actually, <laughs> the band called the Drive By Truckers, who have the greatest band, band name of all time, Drive By Truckers. They got a new album out. That's really good. The new Jason Isbell record's really good. He's very yep. critically acclaimed. And movies, me, I haven't really watched any movies for a while, but I'd like to if anyone has any suggestions. Hey, Schnaz, just what is critically acclaimed? So, you see it so much. It's like, so someone's sitting there, yeah. like critiquing, going, ooh, this is good. Yeah, yeah. So, so people some, that don't normally say things are good say so, it's good. So, in other words, well, no, I guess the term, <laughs> the, the term means, so when I said to you, Jason Isbell, I expect yeah. you've heard of him, but you may not have heard his music. Yeah. Because he's a pretty big artist, but he's not a household name. But the critics love him. He's reviewed yeah. really well. Uh, songwriters want to be him. They love him. They talk about him. So he's critically... Women want to be with him. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that line. Men want to be him. Women want to be with him. It's so true, though, right? It's so true, yeah. especially looking at, I don't know... Stars, TV stars, movie stars. It's John true. Mayer. Well, well, like early two thousands, John Mayer. I don't want to be him now. I mean, the girls did love him. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what critically acclaimed means. It means that like an album doesn't sell necessarily. Well, let, let me give you a very example close to home. None of my albums have been huge sellers. Some some have done better than others, but obviously I'm not rolling in millions of dollars made from albums, but they've been critically acclaimed. So someone would go, yeah. that guy, Shanaz, great songwriter. Man, I read a review in the Sydney Morning Herald. Amazing. And then someone will go, who the hell are you talking about? Because, you know, yeah. I'm not well known. So critically acclaimed <laughs> means that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. This gotcha. podcast no, is critically acclaimed, but, you know. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we'll see. What the three reviews we've got on iTunes? Actually, if you if you got this far, yeah, give us a review. We might start reading them out, Schnaz. We've had a few. Which are good. We've had a few. I Maybe. mean, I, I think that we're so critically acclaimed that Fox Sports actually named one of their best ever rating shows after our podcast. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, and then yeah, I I think let's let's go with it. If people write a review, we'll read them out. Yeah, good, ba- good, bad, or indifferent, we'll read them out. So write a review. We'll be critically acclaim us. Um, Their episodes not, are way too can, long. Yeah, exactly. We'll read it out. Uh, we'll read it out. Yeah, let's let's start reading them out. They, um, they talk about two rugby league teams only. We'll read it out. No problem. Yeah. 
What is this plain? And where is Verbadgeries Creek? <laughs> what is a Verlandis? <laughs> I think it's some club in uh, Potts Point. Anyway. Yeah. Um, sounds good. But yeah, I, I watched a couple of shows. I finished uh, the season of Billions. The, so it was uh, yeah. half season finale. Yeah. So good, man. It's it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, the, the, guy, at the, moment. the guy from uh, Homeland's in it, right? Yes, Damien Lewis. What about that? He plays Barbie Axelrod of Axe Capital. Uh, that's a terrible <laughs> accent. Um, but yeah, there's some great acting in it. There's some awesome cameos, good references. It's, you know, it's such a, it, it's just that far, living the fast life in New York. Yeah. Um, good, good watch. I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I know you've, you've seen a couple of episodes, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good little finish. Um, and then, you know, how, like on Stan, mm. they sort of, you, oh, you've watched this show. You know what else is starting back in a couple of weeks? Yellowstone. So I started watching that. Right. Kevin Costner. Right. Um, he has a ranch in yellow, like the Yellowstone, South Dakota sort of region of the United States. Yeah. Um, but it was sold to me like in the credits. It was very smart. They were like, "It's billions on a ranch," <laughs> and I was like, "I just, I just watched billions. I like ranches. Billions on a ranch. Why yeah. don't I give it a go? Yeah." And it's good. Did you say branches or? <laughs> and it's but good. yeah, it's it's worth. Yeah, it's pretty. It's got a bit of. I've talked about the show Banshee um, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got a bit of that vibe. It's like the battle of land and cattle and all the intricacies around a ranch. It's got the Native American yeah. um, themes in it as well. So. Look, if you if you like Banshee, you're gonna love Yellowstone, and if you like Billions, this is Billions on a Ranch. So how can you how can you lose? But uh, yeah, been been looking forward to seeing the latest Thirty for Thirty as well. Shaz, uh, um, it's based on Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, the nineteen ninety six, I think MLB season. God, I know it's ninety six or ninety seven. Ninety eight, I want to say. 98. God I think so, yeah. I think so. Um, yeah, obviously the Maguire uh, season where he hit 70 home runs, which has been deleted from uh, archives, and Sammy Sosa got 66. <laughs> I think another one that's been deleted. So we've gone back to Roger Maris as being the record. But, yeah, I, it's get, I, it's going to be an intriguing watch, um, and I haven't watched it yet. And if you have watched it, let us know if it's worth watching. I, I will watch looking it. Looking forward to it. I will watch it during the week too. We can catch up on it. Beautiful, and there'll be a new episode of Unpacked on KO with um, this this uh, up and coming voiceover artist. Uh, so yeah, if you missed uh, everything that happened in the world of sport, with AFL's back, um, are there sex dolls still going on in the K League? You'll find out on Unpacked this week. It comes out either tomorrow or Thursday, so stay tuned. Now it's funny you talk about KO because some of my work now involves giving KO a bunch of highlights, which you probably do the voiceovers for. So there's a quite strong League Life podcast vibe running through the KO office all of a sudden. Yeah, well, Schnaz, your um, your information is just you know giving us or giving the company content. Which is great. And you just keep it up, mate. Keep sending sending through that gold. What what I love, though, is that uh, your dulcet tones made the uh, on-air 
show and I didn't. I'm just providing the content. I mean, that's very. Oh no! It's a bitter swill, a bitter swill, bitter pill. It's a walking up a hill. It's everything. It's really tough on me, man. Like yeah, I'm super do... happy for you, but you know. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. You'll get your day. You got your podcast. You got nineteen podcasts. Going maybe, on. maybe I need twenty-one, and they might give me a shot. <laughs> hey, I might do. How about I do a little closer for the podcast? Yeah. Um, after our little uh, sign-off. All right. Well, I will see, see if it works. You can edit it out. No, let's do it now. So, yeah. thanks for listening. This has been the League Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. I'm Shanaz. That's Brooksy. He's the winner. I'm the loser. And <laughs> follow, oh, us, follow us on social media. At League Life NRL on the Weibo, MySpace, Facebook, um, TikTok. Uh, what's it? Where else are we, Shaz? Instagram. Um, Instas. Um, Twitter. I'm sure there's another one. Um, what was the, the other Facebook. one? The Facebook. Yeah, YouTubes, um, uh, Napster, <laughs> um, and the other one. Um, Vimo. Uh, MSN Messenger. ASL, Shaz. It's ASL. Remember that? Uh-huh. Rolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i sure do uh, anyway anyway we'll say goodbye good. we'll say goodbye and you can round six coming up you can leave us with some ko stuff all right so uh or some voiceovers at least so i'll see you see you later marcus bye for now shaz oh marcus bye for now shnaz <laughs> that's a great start to your voiceover career <laughs> this has been a shanazi brooks production hey so if you've made the end of this podcast here's some outtakes from schnaz's intros hey there welcome to the league life i don't think we're in lockdown you're with brooksy and schnaz i'm schnaz i'm going to do this intro again hey there welcome to the league life with brooksy and schnaz i'm schnaz i'm here with brooksy brooksy's been waiting four hundred thousand years to do this podcast i've tried to get out of it out of it i'm going to start it again <laughs> okay, this is it. This is it. Could could you you got to put this at the end of the podcast? All right, I'll save it. I'll save it. <laughs>